Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. Hi, Ben. Welcome to episode two of our special series we're doing. Yeah, for convention. Yay! Woo! <laughs> I'm glad we sound so excited. I am excited. What? I'm genuinely excited. <laughs> You're tired. such a tired little bitch. Yeah, I've been up for a while. Yeah, well, I haven't. So, yeah, we're here to watch a convention movie, and if you listened to last week's episode or the episode that came out yesterday of the actual podcast, you'll yeah. know we're watching House of a Thousand Corpses today. Yeah! Woohoo! I'm very excited about this yeah, movie. Yeah, it should be interesting, because this is our first Rob Zombie film, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big deal, because Bob really likes Halloween, because it's the only like mainline slasher series he's seen so far. Yeah. And... For anyone who doesn't know, Rob Zombie directed some of the reboots. And the thing about Rob Zombie is he's basically a genre unto himself. Mm-hmm. Like his style of both like writing and directing, super specific, super zombie-esque. And so you either really, really, really hate it or you like it. And there's kind of not an in-between. Maybe I'll bridge the gap. Maybe I'll be the in-between. Well, there is literally an in-between. But I know. Like, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's either it's not going to sit well with you or you're going to like it. And if it's fine, you're still going to kind of lean one way or the other where you're like, I yeah. just had a problem. It's with a very polarizing genre of media, Rob Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Which It's just funny that it's him. Well, yeah, because like... It's kind of like Wes Anderson where it's so specific mm-hmm. that it's its own genre. Yeah, it's a very specific type of movie, a specific type of direction, a very specific type of dialogue and things it's yeah. yeah i guess what i'm trying to say is i'd much rather be watching a wes anderson film than a rob zombie film yeah did you see that the new wes anderson film comes out soon it's called what asteroid city i didn't see that it was coming out soon but i seen trailers for it yeah it looks cool i've never seen a wes anderson film really no oh, we should watch a wes anderson film at some yeah point. don't you really like what is it grand budapest hotel yeah yeah i've heard it's, it's like good. one of my favorites uh but there's also like the life fantastic don't know that one uh it's got bill murray as the main role Oh, okay. But he's basically playing a, uh, basically a marine biologist. Mm. And they're okay. in like a yellow submarine. <laughs> oh, not the, it's not a very the yellow over the submarine. Top thing. You know how Wes Anderson is. Not that you've seen it. No, no, I don't actually. I don't know anything about Wes Anderson films. It's the most stylized thing ever. It you'd really like it because his stuff looks fake, but it's shot in like a highly natural way. The closest thing I can liken it to is it almost seems like a stage play, but a movie. Oh. Where there's some weird, like, disconnect between reality. Kind of like when you have, like, props and stuff and, like, a set. Yeah. There's, like, that weird disconnect. But at the same time, it's hyper-realistic, usually, Hmm. in certain aspects. Okay. It's just a weird style. Hmm. It's hard to describe (laughs) unless you've seen it. Okay. That's interesting. Back on the topic of House of Thousand Corpses. Yeah. While we're talking about it, before we get into any sort of pre-movie shenanigans... Shenanigans! I am very excited to watch this film. However, I'm going to warn the audience. We just had a very big meal. We had some fried fish and yeah. some hush puppies, puppies some beignets. and some beignets and onion rings and french fries and, and mac and cheese mac and cheese and coleslaw. I think that's it? Yeah. And this is, from what I know about Rob Zombie, very much a grindhouse film. Yeah, or in the style of grindhouse. He, he's a big fan of grindhouse, so it's pretty grindhouse inspired. I held it down for Terrifier 2. Barely. Barely, but also I hadn't eaten anything. Now Bob is very, very full. I'm so full. So. And I'm so worried I'm going to vomit everywhere. He might vomit, and you'll hear us say that after, and we'll give you another warning uh, before the outtakes if he did vomit. So. Yeah. 
I'm just putting it out there for the audience as a forewarning. There might be some a vomit. Like, this might be the first movie to make me full-on wrench my guts. Because, like, he's thrown up before, but it was more like a wet... Yeah, I mean, I threw up during Audition, which is a while ago. That was a guest episode. That was a guest episode. Very funny episode. Very good episode. Very long episode, too. And it was more of like a, I threw up and then I was fine. I'm worried that this is going to be one of those where I throw up and I'm over the over the trash can for a minute, recovering. And uh, this doesn't help any of you guys because you can't see it, but Bob's trash can is very full. Because well, he, that's, that's true. He, does, he refuses to get a dedicated vomit bucket. Well, I already have a trash can. I know, but I think it's very funny if you got like a an actual trash can and you wrote like vomit bucket and you decorated it. Maybe when I move. <laughs> Maybe when we have it's very funny. the space and I don't have to worry. But then I'd have if I th- I don't know vomit goes here. Oh, that's funny. Maybe we'll see. I might I might plan put it a on crosshairs that. in the center of the bucket. Jesus Christ. Anyways, we're gonna watch House of a Thousand Corpses. I got some stuff for us before we start the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and then when we're done, I have a fun House of a Thousand Corpses story. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So, for our stuff. Okay. So, House of a Thousand Corpses came out in 2003. Okay. So, that's roughly the time period we're dealing with. Interesting. You ready for the description? Sure. Is there a thousand corpses? Good question. I don't know. There could be. I don't know. Uh, Length, it's an hour and 29 minutes long. It's rated R. IMDb gave it a 6.0 out of 10. Tomato meter gave it a 21%. An audience score gave it a 65%. Okay. Yeah, you notice something? That tomato meter there? <laughs> really killing it for me. Yeah. I will say, we're coming right off the back of... Has that come out yet? Yes, yeah, it, it came out, out yesterday. yesterday. How, uh, Studio 666. Very bloody movie. I feel like... In, the thing is, that movie... I like that movie a lot, and it had a very low critic score as well. Yeah, but not that low. Not that low. But it was a lower critic score with a higher audience score. Its critic score was 55. This is 20. And 80. 55 and 80. Which is not as bad as yeah. 65. And then 20 something. And then like 21. Yeah. I would look. I was trying to be hopeful, Benjamin. Fair enough. All right. Uh, awards four wins, eight nominations. Oh, we got some wins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, notable actors Sid Haig as Captain Spaulding. We've heard that name. Who is that? He was uh, Buddy in. Bone Tomahawk. Yep, that's what it was. Nice. He's also played Jay in Kill Bill Volume 2. I've never seen any of the Kill Bill movies. I've heard they're okay. Yeah, they're very stylized as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have this very action movie aesthetic. Yeah. It's particular. Karen Black as Mother Firefly. Uh, Myrtle Wilson in The Great Gatsby. Very specifically the 1974 version of Great, The Great Gatsby. Okay. Not any of the newer ones. Uh, Bill Mosley as Otis. He also plays Johnny in Night of the Living Dead. The oh, we haven't seen that. No, nope, the 1991. It's a remake. That's what I'm saying. We haven't seen it. Right. We also haven't seen the original either. Yeah. I assume we, the main character is named Johnny? It's I don't actually characters. know. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie as Baby Firefly. Sherry Moon Zombie. Uh, yeah, it's his wife. Okay. I assume they're still married. I can double check. I have no idea. I don't keep up with Rob Zombie. I don't think you really know who Rob Zombie is. I know a little bit. Yeah, they're still married. Okay. Since 2002. Oh. She's also played Heidi Hawthorne in Lords of Salem. Matthew McRory as Tiny Firefly. Okay. Uh, he was Carl the Giant in Big Fish. I thought you were going to say Matthew McConaughey for a second. I was like, Jesus Christ, he's in this? Stop with the, all right, stop all with right, the booger all right. thing. Stop with the booger. <laughs> I had to explain to Bob both uh, that commercial 
meme that was out for a while with Matthew McConaughey, and also yeah. the fact that the "all right, all right, all right" is sometimes prefaced with the uh, "you know what I like." <laughs> oh God, it's so weird, dude. Uh, Dennis Fimple as Grandpa Hugo. I, this is his last movie role because he died. Oh, that's after. sad. Um, but he played Sunfish in King Kong, the 1976 one. Ooh, I haven't seen that. But not, I not the original, 1976. It's a King Kong film. Ah, okay. Not the King Kong film. I thought you were talking about the OG King Kong, which I haven't seen. Yeah, that one's in black and white. It's really old. Yeah. Uh, Robert Allen Mukes as Rufus. Uh, he plays Behemoth from Westworld. I haven't seen Westworld. I've heard it's, it's good. It's only on one episode uh, in 2016. We've also seen him as one of the troglodytes in oh! Bone Tomahawk as well. Okay. That's cool. And then uh, Rain Wilson as Bill Hudley. Oh. Yeah. Rain Wilson's in this movie? Yes, he is. That's fucking sick. For anyone who doesn't know his name, he's Dwight Schrute from The Office. He was on uh, 188 episodes from 2005 to 2013. I don't like The Office. I like Rain Wilson. Oh, Rain Wilson's really fun. He is such a good actor. Uh, he's in the superhero movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, I don't think so. I'm just a fan of him as a person. I don't really know anything he's in anymore, but his Twitter account is so funny. I don't think he's in like a lot, a lot of stuff anymore. He was in The Meg... Like a year or two ago. Oh, okay. That was a fun movie. Yeah, and there's the Stupid. second one comes out soon. Stupid movie. Meg Two: The but Trench. Fun. I think it's called. Yeah. Um. No, he was in the superhero movie called Super. Have you ever heard of it? No, I don't think so. It is. I I want to describe it as like a horror movie version of a superhero film. Wow. Okay. Basically, it's about this guy who's really into comics. Mm-hmm. But he's very specifically into some like super Christian, like Jesus superhero comics. Interesting. Because, like, religious guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely 100% has a brain tumor because God, as a weird tentacle monster, touches his brain. What the hell? And tells him he should become a superhero. And so he dresses up in, like, a red suit that he made himself and starts beating ne'er-do-wells with a monkey wrench. Oh, my God. Like, braining them. And when I say ne'er-do-wells, I mean, like, you cut in line. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that sounds brutal. Yeah, it's almost grindhousey, but it's not. But like, you get the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are kind of the people to look out for in this film. Our writer director nice. Rob Zombie, uh, we just talked about he did Robert Halloween. Zombie, not the original Halloween, but Halloween 2007. Because yeah, it's not confusing the name. Multiple movies in a series, the same name, never confusing. I love when series do that. They're like, wow, this is so original. We'll just call it. The same thing. The same thing as the first one again. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. Fucking Mortal Kombat 1. Are you goddamn kidding me? Have you seen that? It's so funny. The no stupid. Mortal Kombat's called Mortal Kombat 1. I hate when they do that. Aren't they on 12? Why didn't they call it Mortal Kombat 12? I, it's just, it's, they're trying to be catchy, and they're also trying to get you to, like, look up the new one when you're trying to watch the original. But it's, it's just annoying. Frustrating. Frustrating. Not, not the most frustrating version of that. No. Um, do you want me to tell you? It's a it's a horror movie thing, but I can tell you if you sure. want. Sure. The thing. Oh, because what the original called the the original is the thing. Well, no, the original is the thing from another world, which is fine. Yeah, it's a completely unrelated movie. Then there's the John Carpenter one, the thing. The thing, and then there's the 2010 remake, the which thing. is the thing. Yeah, they have almost they have very similar poster art too. So unless you know like the date difference. Oh, I yeah. When we get to the thing, which I'm sure we will, because both of us like that movie. It's one of the few movies Bob's seen. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. And Bob bought the... Who bought the board game for the thing? You played it. Shane got it for me for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something. Yeah, I'm going to need your help figuring out which one's which for the art for the covers yeah. and stuff. It's really Cause frustrating. Because, like, it's an old enough film, and it's it's really a, a film that people are 
familiar with if they're fans of horror, but not really anything else. And so if you hear about the thing, you hear everyone going, oh, it's super good, and then they recommend it to you. Everyone's talking about the John Carpenter The first one. thing that pops up is the like the new one. Which I've not heard the is old one. not good. It's not great, no. It's, it's fine, but compared to the original, which, you know, because it's a sequel, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's just very frustrating. And that one's extra bad because it's like there's basically two movies in the series, and you name them the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like the Halloween one is at least kind of acceptable. Yeah, because it goes Halloween 1, 2, 3, Halloween 4, Halloween 5... H2O, which is the 20th anniversary one. I guess my point then is... Then Rob Zombie Halloween. There's movies between the Halloween, Halloween, and Halloween. Yeah. Because there's three Halloweens right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, because the, then there's the... Halloween. Which is the new trilogy that I think just came out. 2018. Halloween. I don't know what the second one's called, but the last one's called Halloween Ends. I don't know. Just frustrating, you know? Yeah, it's it's dumb and annoying. The dumb <laughs> TBH. Trend. I don't like it. Budget was estimated at $7 million. Okay. So that, that's pretty good. Sort of. Apparently... Oh. Fun fact here, he was not given $7 million. Oh. He was given like 3 or $4 million. Wrapped up the movie, and they were like, this is pretty good. Except the ending sucks. And he was like, yeah, I ran out of money. Mm. And they were like, all right, we're going to give you more money. Actually shoot an ending. Damn. Okay. So he just got more. Uh, box office, uh, $16,829,545. Estimate. Okay. Almost du- almost doubled his budget. Almost double. So, um, I mean, he still probably made a little bit of money. Paid his yeah. bills, probably. But that's, I also found some stuff that was like, it's not necessarily clear how much money he spent. Mm. Like, $7 million seems to be the average, mm-hmm. but he's also mentioned spending more, so. Interesting. I'd, I'd say it's probably $7 million, but that should be Roundabout. noted. Country of Origin, United States. Tagline, the most shocking tale of carnage ever seen. <laughs> oh, God. You know what's crazy about this movie? What? Most movies do we go into it, and I kind of have an idea of what, what the horror antagonist will be. This yeah. one? Literally no fucking clue. All I can tell you, and this this isn't going to be like a spoiler, you're going to fucking love Sid Haig in this <laughs> awesome. film. Awesome. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I mean, you liked him in uh, Bone Tom. Yeah, but he but he's died in, uh, immediately. Yeah, he's the cold open kill. <laughs> Which he, sucked. He's a cool guy. Like, yeah. As an actor. Um, he passed away a couple years ago, so. Yeah. I'm just, what I'm, more I'm saying is like, I'm going in with an open mind because I don't know what to expect. Like. Oh yeah, the, the, the title really doesn't give away much. No, it doesn't. It's. It's very nondescript. Yeah, which is. Fun. Because, like, Studio 666, you go in and go, okay, 666, the devil. It's a, it was a demon movie. It's a studio. Yeah, it's a studio demon movie. It's now, fine. it's a house. That's a surprise, but, like... Yeah, this, it's like House of a Thousand Corpses. What, what does that mean? Is Halloween? there any corpses? Is there a house? <laughs> or, like, when we went into, like, I don't know, The Exorcist, I'm going, okay, demons. Or, like, zombie movies, you know, Night of the Living Dead. Or Return of the Living Dead, sorry. Zombies. I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of the time you can predict what kind of thing you're getting yourself into. And with this one, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's an interesting part of like the series of convention movies. It's normally we were watching something and it's in a category, so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this one, it's like, nope, it's just a movie. We're watching a movie. I don't know what the hell it is. I know it's a Robert Zombie film. Don't call him Robert Zombie. I'm, I like calling him by his full I'm gonna name. I'm going to start calling you Rob. Don't call me Rob. <laughs> Why not? I don't like it. I'm laughing because Bob has the same quote-unquote full name <laughs> as Robert Zombie. Yeah, I do, but I don't like being called Robert <laughs> unless you're my mom. I wasn't calling you Robert. Don't call me Rob either. <laughs> Rob is not – I'm not okay with that. You're getting weirdly pissed off about Rob. I don't like it. <laughs> Can we call you Rob? Ro- <laughs> no, because my last name's not Zombie. It doesn't make any sense. 
<laughs> but it's such a cool last name. It it goes pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. Is that his real name? I doubt it. Right. Um, it's definitely his like stage name that he uses for everything. Yeah, I know he that. He might have legally changed his last name to Zombie. It well, he must be me. because his wife has the. Yeah, his wife is named last name Zombie. So yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I mean, look, it's cool. All right. I don't doubt it. I got two facts for you. Okay, hit me. First of all, Zombie conceived the film while designing a haunted house attraction for Universal Studios Hollywood. He, like, essentially came up with the name, and he was like, can I make this a movie? And they were like, yeah, it's a pretty cool name. It is a cool name. Here's some money. Make that a movie. Okay. Then he made that a movie. All right. That's pretty cool. And I, I think I should note this now. He has since also made an actual, like attraction for Universal Studios based on this movie. Oh, wow. Man. I'm not that's sure if it's open cool. anymore, but he did do it. Oh, man, if it's open to Universal, if I... I've what, never been to Universal. It might have been for, like, their Halloween stuff. Oh. I was going to say, um, I would love to go... I would love to go to a horror theme park and ride a bunch of roller coasters and stuff based on horror enough. movies. Uh, and then the last thing. Filming took place in 2000, but the film was shelved by Universal due to the fear of it receiving an NC-17 uh, uh, label. I see. Eventually, the rights were... Like reacquired by Zombie, he was like able to purchase them back. Yeah, and then he sold them to Lionsgate for distribution. Okay, so thankfully for him, it didn't get like buried forever. Yeah, that would have sucked, man. Would have sucked if you put because you put a lot of stuff into it. Yeah, if you like put effort into a piece of <laughs> write content. and direct a movie. Yeah, and then it just never sees the light of day. And they go, yeah, we're not gonna. Well, here's my thing, Rob Zombie. I don't know. I don't know specifically what kind of. I know it's like metal music. It's very adult. Per, like, I don't know. When I think of Rob Zombie, I think of very adult things, right? Because he's like a heavy metal artist yeah, who does shows and is an absolute maniac, from yeah, what I know. That sounds about right. You went to him and said, hey, make a movie. You kind of would expect it to be an NC-17 rating. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, but like, sometimes there's a very fine line between NC-17 and R. Fair enough. And a lot of like horror movies that have a hard R rating really ride that line. And usually they ride that line so hard because they were an NC-17 and then they cut stuff. Mm-hmm. Issue being is that if you leaned too hard into the NC-17 rating, there's almost too much that you can't cut. That's fair. That's probably what happened in this case. I don't know. I just, for them to shelve it because it would get an NC-17 doesn't really make sense to me. Also, it was the 2000s. Yeah, this was 2003. Well, 2000 when Sorry. they made it. Yeah. So probably like 2000, 2001 when it would have been released. Mm-hmm. Point being, very different culture. Like horror really didn't take off as like a really popular and socially acceptable thing until the mid 2010s. I was about to say 2015, yeah, 2014. Because like it started to pick up a- around the 2000s, but it was yeah. all schlock kind of remake. Yeah. We haven't really watched anything. There's a very certain look to early 2000s horror movies. Well, we've seen Hatchet. Yeah, but that one doesn't do it. Like, really? Like more popular. Mm-hmm. They do a certain thing with cinematography. I'm just gonna fucking tell you. Orange. Really? Everything looks really orange. Why? Lots of films do it. It was a weird popular like filter at the time. It makes okay. things look really washed out but almost orange. It's weird. Interesting. Somewhat of a tangent but point being is like horror wasn't like super big. Yeah. And starting to get there till the twenty tens. Yeah. And but I, it didn't really get mainstream until like twenty fifteen on. Yeah, and I would kind of attribute that to a lot of the movies from the period, like coming out like um It It, Insidious, uh Paranormal Activity the Conjuring series, Annabelle, all of those really big... That proved you could make a lot of money. Yes. All those really big, like, blockbuster horror movies really brought forth this new wave of horror that we're seeing now where, like, people are making shit like Cocaine Bear and, like, what is it? Oh, my God. The Winnie the Pooh one. Blood and Honey. Well, I was going to say Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise, uh, the FNAF movie that's coming out. 
Oh, okay. You want? Let's talk about the FNAF movie really no, quick. No, I didn't want to unpack this right Cause now. Because you, you you brought it up. I so brought we it need up. To I'm share. sorry. Because it, it is interesting, and we should probably talk about it before it comes out. Yeah, we should. I don't think it's going to be good. I don't either. I think it'll be fun. And if you're into FNAF, I'm sure it'll be enjoyable. Um, I don't know. You don't think so? So, like, there is basically two FNAF-inspired movies already that are horror movies. Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland and the Banana Split movie. Didn't know that even existed. Never heard uh, of it. It's like a Hulu original one. Okay. And then there's, like, a short that Hulu also did. Long story short, how do I put this? A, there's a lot of people who are into FNAF. Yeah, it's very popular. I'm not one of them. I don't I'm know not either. So I don't know a lot about it. But you have a friend that's to do it. Maybe we bring him on and have him watch the FNAF movie with us. My point being is, like, people are into it for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And it's going to be that thing where they're probably going to go with, like, the most well-known stuff, which means a small section of this, like, pretty intense fandom is going to be happy. Mm. And everyone else is probably going to be like, that's not the movie I wanted. I'm very unhappy and upset. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so there's going to be that. But also, I feel like it's going to go down the route of, like, the Marvel style of humor. That's the best way I can hear, like, think about it. Oh, man. You know what, what I mean by the Marvel style of humor? Because yeah. it's, it's a humor style they made really popular, but it's like, haha, we're quipping and doing jokes, and then, oh, there's a fight scene and we're serious, but then yeah. three seconds later, we're laughing again. I feel like that kid from Journey to the Center of the Earth is the main character, and uh, Bridge to Terabithia. You know oh, really? Talking about? Yeah, I know you're talking about. Forget his name. I don't know his he's name either. He's like a grown-ass man now. Yeah, he's a whole-ass adult. Bizarre. Weird to think about. Because in my in my brain, he's eternally a child. Yep. That's how I was used to watching him as a kid. Same. But I feel like he's going to be running away from like a monster. Yeah. Which, ooh, spooky. And it, he'll act well in those scenes. Yeah. But the second he's out of danger, he's going to be like, ha-ha, I'm not taking this seriously. Let me make a joke. Yeah. Additionally, how do I put this? <laughs> the concept... Of you being chased around by Mr. Charles Entertainment Mouse or whatever <laughs> derivative, like a big animatronic creature. Yeah. Ludicrous. Insane. It is laughable. And while that works in an indie game as like a horror element, yeah. I think when you introduce real people into that situation, it's going to look goofy as it fuck. It looks goofy. It's hard to take seriously. Yeah. And yeah, they could probably have it still be scary with like jump scares and musical cues and stuff like that. But that's I- not long-standing horror. No. And I also think, like, you've never played... Have you ever played the Five Nights at Freddy's games? Oh, I think once. Okay, I've never played them, but I've watched other people play them on YouTube and stuff. Tons of, like, YouTubers covered them when they were coming yeah. out because they were very popular. <laughs> Fucking uh, Markiplier yeah. and Game Theory guys are the big y- ones. Yeah. They, they all covered these games. The big thing for me is those games are scary because you don't have an option to run. Yep. And if you're a human being, you're going to run. And I don't think it's conducive to actually being because the horror of it is that you don't have the option to escape and you're fucked yeah no you're 100 percent right because like the concept's ludicrous even a video game it's interesting it's cool yeah not gonna lie because like a chucky jesus is kind of creepy if you're locked in there at night absolutely uh and so that's a cool concept but it's also ludicrous but what makes it scary is this setup of like you're stuck at this screen yep and you're stuck in this room and whatever but it's a concept that just doesn't translate to film like you can't just have him stuck in a, a camera room yeah it's boring I mean, maybe he can go back there as, like, a home base repeatedly. Yeah. But that's also weird. I just don't think it's a concept that the horror will translate well. And the other big thing is, like, the whole... Another part of the horror of that game is that you're being stalked by these things. They're not going to do any stalking. They're not going to do that in this. It's going to be a run-at-you-scare-you animatronic monster movie, and that's not going to be good. Before they get to that, just standing still, but then we see a move out of the corner. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, I... 
We will watch it more than likely at some point. Oh yeah, we'll once, cover once it. Once that movie comes out, there's three animatronic horror movies we can watch. Oh god. Whoa. Actually, I do want to see Willy's Wonderland. I know you do. That's well, that's just Nick Cage. If we you don't know? watch it before that, because like Nick Cage, but yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't have high hopes. I, I like either. to be proven wrong. I Same. always like to be proven wrong. Exactly. I, I like to go into a movie going, oh, I think that's gonna be shit, and then be like, that was great. Exactly. That's always a great experience. Mm-hmm. But I don't have high hopes. I'm sorry. With that being said, I do think it's going to be decent because they have unlimited funds, and it's going to do well. So For sure. We're totally going to get a bunch of them because all the fans are going to go see it. All the people who are vaguely interested are going to go see it. Yep. Um, so it's just going to print money, which isn't necessarily a good thing when you have a bad film that makes money. We might end up in a leprechaun situation. Well, I just meant like four trends in like the industry. Yeah, I know what you it mean. It doesn't always look good. Uh, but it, it, it will be decent. And it the trailer, I don't know if you've seen it. <clears throat> I haven't watched the trailer. It I looks, don't watch trailers. It looks. Oh, I forgot about that. It looks well done, though, because yeah. they have unlimited money. It's going to look much better than those other two movies I named. Uh, for instance, the animatronics are done by the uh, Jim Henson Company, the same guys who do the Muppets. Looks beautiful. Yeah. They're using a bunch of practical effects. I will say a lot of people are being like, Oh, they're only using practical effects in the movie. Ooh, it's going to be so cool. Yeah, that's a... No. They're going to use CGI, too. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. The second the animatronics start moving, like, at any speed faster than... uh, Four feet a second? Four feet a second. It's going to be CGI. That's not a bad thing. Unless... And hear me out. This is going to be weird. Unless they do suits with people in them. They're not going to do that. Because that's what... Well, I hope they don't do that. Because that's what those other two movies did. Mm, Not great. Eight... It looks like the mascots at football games Ooh. rather than an animatronic. Yeah. I don't know, man. The animatronic corpses that we saw in Terrifier 2 were pretty rad. Yeah. Those are corpses. Yeah, but they move slow. Yeah, and they're also it's only slight movements and stuff. Yeah. So they'll use animatronics, I think, for a lot of it. And the animatronics look really good. And to be honest, I'm going to go see the movie solely for that Yeah. because I love practical effects. But yeah. they are going to use CGI. I just hope everyone's aware of that. I mean, they they can't not. They can't not. Uh, when you're doing a movie like this, you have to. You have to. CGI isn't inherently bad either. No, it's, it helps sometimes. The issue is, like, if you skim corners, it looks really bad. But mm-hmm. if you have models, you use this backer so you can get lights and shadows right, or people that care and will spend time. It looks mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah. And again, I think the movie's going to look really, really, really pretty. I think it's going to be a, a big situation where it's going to be a well-made movie. It's probably going to be lacking in certain departments. If that makes sense. Yes. And that it, it's going to look good. It's probably going to be okay. It's probably just going to have a lot of writing issues. And it's probably not going to be very scary. Yeah, I feel like it might be one of those films where we watch for the first time and we're like, that was fine. Yeah. And then if you rewatch it, you're kind of like, oh. It's probably not going like to hold up. Yeah. yeah. Which um, I think is fine. But I think that's all I got right now because it, it's basically a teaser trailer. So yeah, that's all the information I got from watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It comes out, what, this year? Yeah, at some point. One of the people we work with is super excited for it. Yeah. And I kept telling him, I was like, dude, don't get your hopes too up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he'll like it because he likes it. I'm sure he'll things, like it, man. We should have him on the podcast at some point. Yeah. And I hope any of you who are excited for it are going to enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, that's super cool that, like, a shitty little indie game got really big and then. They're making a movie. Got a movie. That's so Wild. bizarre. Especially because it's a, a thing that's been going on since we were children. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that's a big like odyssey right there. Yeah, it was. It, that game came out when we were in high school. Was I? Th- it was earlier than high school, right? The original. Yeah, I think the original came out when I was in high school. I was thinking middle school. It might have been between middle school and freshman year. You know what's a cool thing I have with me right now? 
Google? My phone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Google this. You can look this up. I feel like it came out like 2015, 2016. Be my guess. Early, that's when I heard about it. Sorry, this is taking a minute. I have to be like, I think the original game is just called Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. 2014. Yeah, so right at freshman year of high school of for middle me. school or right at the beginning. That's freshman high, year of high school. I mean. Is when I, when I would have seen it. When it would have, you know, come out. What year were you in high school? Huh? What year were you in high school? Like what graduation year? 2018. Okay. Yeah. Same as me. Yeah, I know. We graduated. This, I didn't know. You're younger than me. Bitch. You are, like by a year. No, I'm not. It's not a whole ass year. It's it's almost a year. Stop it. It is. No, it's, it's fine. No. Okay. Hey, guys, Bob's young. He's I'm not young. Age. God, you short bitch. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> it, it sounds really bad if I'm short, then you're <laughs> like a little person, Bob. No, you're. Sh- I'm taller than you. Keep telling yourself that. Okay. Maybe in six-inch heels. <sighs> you're standing not. on a 12-inch box. <laughs> I'm not a little person. You're not a little person. But You're if I'm short, short <laughs> you must be. Okay. Are All right. We, is that it? Yeah. I think that's a good discussion on Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Are we Are we ready to go to the movie? I guess. Oh, well, I'm asking if you have more facts. I just want to make sure. No, that's it. Okay. I guess we'll see you guys in a minute. All right. See ya. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching... House of a Thousand Corpses. And remember how I said you can either like really like this movie or really, 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 really not like this movie, and there's no in between. Yeah, I'm not sure if I said that on the podcast, but I said that to Bob. Yeah. And uh, Bob, what are your wh- where do you land on that spectrum? Oh my god, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> there it is, folks. I've never look. We've seen bad movies on this podcast, and even in those, there were moments where I was like, you know what? I can appreciate this film. Or, like, I like this movie for X reason. Like, yeah, Ravenous fucking sucks. But at least there's funny moments. And there are some characters that I don't hate. There is, There are very few things in this movie where I went, I liked that thing. What What kind of drugs was <laughs> Rob Zombie on when he fucking made this? I don't know. I just, like, there are so many... <laughs> I, it's so... Here's my thing. I can't just go, ha-ha, funny, bad movie. Because it's not a bad movie. Like, okay, here's my thing. I could see how some people would like this film. That is my thing with this. Like, I can't just dunk on this for being an objectively bad movie. Because I, it's a style thing. Oh, yeah, this is a straight-up grindhouse film. Not for me. Just not for me. Didn't like it. Because when coming into this, my I guess my basis for grindhouse was Terrifier. Yeah. And Terrifier 2. The first one. Not so much Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2 is mostly like a normal movie. Yeah, well, yeah. And I was expecting more, more something more similar to that, where it's like blood and guts, violent, sort of, I don't know, where the kills are the spectacles. Mm-hmm. The kills in this movie fucking suck. Yeah, no, Grindhouse is generally more like, so they were films that were made for like super cheap and very quickly. So usually low budget, there's some weird editing, grainy footage, stuff like that. And then usually the subject matter was either very violent, like snuff film violent. That's kind of what Terrifier is. Very sexual or very bizarre. And this film is very bizarre and very sexual. Yeah. Uh, but it's mostly not that violent. No. There's some There's some funny scenes that involve gore. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to come swinging out the gate and just being like, bad movie. Nah, swing out the gate. Because I don't think... It's not that I don't think... I think... I personally think it is a bad movie. Like, I genuinely did not enjoy myself almost at all. But I have to... 
you know, it's you, you don't have to. You're the Rob uh, Zombie made a movie. You're the subjective one, and I'm the objective one. I destroy it. Destroy the job. Another problem I have with this film, like I said before, uh, the kills mean nothing. The characters have no weight whatsoever. You don't give a fuck about any of these people. They all get everyone just gets murked in the most unceremonious way ever. There's no build up to their deaths. They just kind of get annihilated, but not in a fun, gory way. In a I don't know. It's just. It doesn't jive well with me at all, the style of this movie. It, the, just, the editing is atrocious, in my opinion. Lots of weird random cuts, lots of weird random cuts to things that don't make any sense, or are just weird for weird sake, from what I can tell. Yeah. Like, w- there's a whole thing when, oh god, basically some people are pulling up to a house, and it's in this weird red color for some reason, for no reason. Yeah, they change the saturation on a lot of the films, uh, and it's, I just, it's odd. It, everything feels like it comes out of nowhere for no reason. No reason. The and reason even is to like be bizarre. Huh? The reasons to be bizarre. But this isn't to this isn't <laughs> It's not bizarre in a good way because like something like Tetsuo, that's a bizarre film. Well that's artsy. That I but there's a difference, right? I this think is just that's odd. That's w- art. I don't know. I, I it's so hard to talk about this because I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like no, and I'm trying to be, I'm trying to give it credit where it, it deserves it, but I don't think it deserves that much of it anywhere. Okay. And I'm, I'm struggling <gasps> to understand why they, why this thing even got made. <gasps> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because every time you get angry, you start clenching your hand, and it's very funny. Because I want to fucking crush this movie into oblivion. <laughs> it's I, I can't, I have no more to say. Okay. I'm so angry. <laughs> That's Bob's rap. I'm up so right there. frustrated about this movie because there's it it doesn't do anything well. But it also doesn't do anything so poorly that it's just like straight up horrid. It's just so mediocre and weird that it's unenjoyable. There is I think we got a single moment where Ben and I both laughed. Yeah. And went, oh, that was good. <laughs> One in an hour and a half movie. See, I've seen it before. That there's things I've laughed at. Bob was just pissed off, and he didn't laugh at the things I've laughed at before. Uh, there's two funny sequences that he didn't laugh at solely because he was pissed off. But yeah, they are pretty funny. Take it away. So ben. there's three funny parts. Let's just put that out there. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think Bob did a good summary. I don't have as strong feelings about it as Bob does. And I think that comes from the fact that I was really excited to watch this. Yeah, he was. I thought I was going to enjoy it. I genuinely was, like, I went in wanting to like it. And to be this disappointed after wanting to like it, I don't even know. Fair enough. But that's how I went into it the first time I watched it. And I was fine with it. I mean, it really is a film where it's, like, at least for me, I feel kind of in the middle about it. Where it's, like, not the greatest thing ever, but it's not, like, horrible. And then you kind of swing either way to, like, really good or really bad depending on, like, how you're feeling when you watch it. That's Mm. the best way I can describe it. And, like, the first time I watched this film... I watched it with a bunch of my friends late at night, and we were kind of just shooting shit and watching the movie. And I will say that was a fun way to watch this film because, yeah. like, there's some dark humor in here that's very funny. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, and also it makes no sense, so it's fun to be doing None. something else besides watching this film. Oh, if you, you can't just sit here and watch this film and pick it apart. You'll claw your eyes out. That being said, I guess I'm going to go into the description of this, and I'm going to keep it really simple because it's kind of a nonsensical film. Uh, but basically, it's these kids driving down uh, this like country road in the middle of nowhere, and they stop to get gas at uh, Captain Spaulding's Fried Chicken and gas, yeah. which is best part of this movie. Fucking Captain Spaulding. I love Captain Spaulding. He's, He's good. He's actually... It's, 
he might be one of the only characters that actually makes sense. Oh yeah, he's Sid Haig. Uh, Sid Haig's always great, but this mm-hmm. is probably his most famous role, and he kills it. Just the it's very good grumpy carnival roadside clown dude who sells fried chicken. Yeah, love it. Not much to say there, but he he runs like this uh, emporium of like obscure and weird stuff. Yeah, they monsters and madmen is what it is. Yeah, because the madmen part comes from a part of it is uh <laughs> like a really shitty ride through like serial killers of history. Mm-hmm. Now uh, the film said in 1977. Yeah, so serial killers of history is like two people. Yeah, because uh, serial killers are a thing of the modern world, and in the U.S. at the time there wasn't a lot of them. Yeah, but they go through this ride, and the last one on the ride is this guy named Doctor Satan, who is like a local local uh, boogeyman. serial killer, and yeah, local boogeyman. His actual name is because they give it to us. Sorry, I'm looking through my list because I wrote it down. No, you're good. I didn't write it down. It's Earl oh. something. I don't remember what it was. I can tell you in thirty seconds. Yeah, Earl. Earl Firefly. Oh. Um, which, Bob, I don't know if you figured this out. They said Tiny's dad, his name was Earl. Yeah, I just put that together. Yeah. But long story short, he tells him about this local serial killer, Dr. Satan, and they he talks about how he was hung, but like in the morning after he was hung, the body was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes all that shit at the end feel way less bad. Yeah. Because I didn't put that together. I could tell you weren't putting it together. That, yeah. I was trying to lead you there. Yeah. But Dr. Satan's body disappeared, so they're like, oh, he could still be out there, and- Two of the kids are, like, writing a book on, like, roadside attractions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill and Jerry. Bill's great. Bill is great. That's Rain Wilson's character. Yep. Great. I like Bill. Most likable, normal character in this film. Yeah. Out of the four normal characters. Jerry? Jerry fucking hate sucks. Him. Just, just doesn't shut the fuck up. Just it the worst. Annoying. You. We mentioned this. Rob Zombie dialogue. Not great. Yeah. Uh, we'll discuss that right now. Rob Zombie dialogue. Super crass. Super vulgar. Most of it is stories that are obscene. Yeah. With an over-the-top amount of curse words, mm-hmm. which I'm gonna say sometimes it's humorous because it's so absurd, and it works in this film. It works for some characters in this film. Yeah, but it, like it fits the tone of this film. I guess. Yeah. Is what I'm saying like Spalding talking like that makes total sense. And it, Look it, at it him. works great for Captain Spalding. Because like, this bald clown. Yeah, bald grease-painted clown that sells gas and fried chicken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like fuck makes sense. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. Doesn't work for other things. Hint, hint here. Rob Zombie does Halloween, and one of my biggest problems with that movie is everyone talks like that. And I don't think you're getting it yet, Bob. All the characters talk like that. Every single one. That who who are the characters in Halloween? Let's list them out. Who who's besides Michael? Who are the big characters? Doctor Loomis. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Laurie Strode. Yeah. Wow. It's a, and they talk like that. Laurie Strode does never talk like that. <laughs> in the Rob Zombie Dr. Halloween. Loomis is also... Well, actually, I could see Dr. Loomis talking like that. Hold on. But sometimes it just doesn't fit characters, and that's an issue. But yeah. it kind of works for this film. It works for some characters in this film. Like, it works for Grandpa. Yeah, and who we haven't for, gotten yet. Huh? Who we haven't gotten to yet. But yeah. It works for some of the members of the Firefly family, which oh, is like yeah. the maniac family in this film. But it's just a weird thing to hear out of, like, normal characters' mouths. Yeah, like the characters that you... It's weird to hear from people that... I'm going to say this the best way I can. You know when you look at somebody, you go, this is what I expect this character to talk like or yeah. sound like based on our you know, perception of other people. It just doesn't work when you break that in a film. And it makes very unlikable characters too, which is the other issue with it. Yeah. Unless, so it means you don't give a fuck when they're getting murdered. Unless they're likable because they're shitheads. Yeah, like there are Captain characters Spalding. like that. Spalding is a good example. But long story short, they finish this ride. 
They learn about Dr. Satan, and Jerry's like, hey, where's this tree? I want to go see it. Yeah. And he basically strong hands his group into going to down to this tree while they're driving there in the middle of the night. It's raining. Mm-hmm. Don't know why they're going to this tree because they'd have to get out of the car in the rain. To Stupid. look at a tree. Yeah. But they see a hitchhiker. It's this woman with an umbrella. They pick her up. Don't pick up hi- hitchhikers, folks. Like, it's it's nice. I get that. Dangerous. It is very dangerous, yeah. Lots of people who hitchhike will kill you. <laughs> it's kind of why they're doing it. <laughs> it sounds mean, but like some people are actually just needing a ride. Yeah. Other people are doing it so they can slit your throat and then steal your car. <laughs> Shit so, happens. You are going to let someone hitchhike. Front seat. That's where you put them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That way they can't, like, from behind. Anyways, uh, they pick her up. That's baby Firefly. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Rob Zombie's future wife. They weren't married at the time. I guess that's true because it was filmed in 2000. They yep. got married in 2002 or something. Yeah. And uh, she plays baby. Baby's a maniac. Crazy, crazy. person. Uh, she does a good crazy person, though. Yeah, not bad. I really like it. Uh, I think she would be... She kind of reminds me of, like, some versions of Harley Quinn. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Where she's just, like, a maniac, but weirdly, like... I don't want to say innocent, but, like... She giggly and childlike yeah she's pretty normal too for a while like she's i wouldn't say normal not off-putting in any way she just yeah. seems kind of bubbly it's the bubbly and then straight into mania and it, it yeah. she does a good job of it oh yeah for sure but they meet her and she's like i know where the tree is it's right by my house yep i'll take you and so they're driving to her house and we see this man in like a wild man costume yeah shoot the tires of the car out Mm-hmm. it breaks down Baby's like, oh, we're near my house. I'll have my brother tow it. Long story short, everyone ends up at the house. The car's being fixed. Events ensue, and eventually uh, the Firefly family... Jesus Christ. The Firefly family turns on uh, these guys. Yep. And from there, it just kind of plays out how you expect. Yeah. I mean, it's the classic crazy family in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Abducts people. That's. I mean, that's really the movie. Yeah. I mean, look. There's not a lot there. No. It's bizarre editing. So bizarre. Both in, like, jump cuts and, like, mirror images, but also, like, saturation. Lots of bizarre stuff there. Lots of weird shots where it'll show you the same thing multiple times really fast and speed it up. And it makes it really hard to follow what's happening sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's... The way I'll describe it is it's a grindhouse film made by people who like grindhouse films. And then also Rob Zombie, who has his own interests and preferences and loves different things. Yeah. And it's a very hard thing to deal with, I think. Like, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you either really like it or you really hate it because it's so It's specific. so different, too. And it can jive with you sometimes or just not jive with you depending on your mood. And so, yeah. I mean, that's all I have to say. Uh, what I will say, because we didn't get to talk about this, things the film did well. Set stuff. The set is quite cool. It's really good. The costuming's fun. The costuming is fun. My Probably, like, my favorite scene in this film just because I love the costume. Is Baby. Oh my god. I know her last name Moon Zombie, but. Yeah. What's her first name? I don't remember. Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. Anyway, Sherry Moon Zombie comes out at one point to do a talent show. Oh, yeah. That's the type of what a, what the fuck film this is. And she's in, like, how would you call that dress? Like, it's white, but like. Like a sequin dress? Yeah, sequin, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mostly see through, but there's like sequin patterns on it. Yeah. And she's put on a lot of, like, white powder on her face. And done up her makeup, so then she kind of looks like a demented Betty Boop. Yeah. And she starts singing a Betty Boop song, and I, it's so fun. It's such a fun bit. We did. I did mention this. Something I do like 
I actually like things about this film. Don't worry. I won't dunk completely on it. Something that I liked, and it's something that they did in Black Christmas, that I think is a super cool way to do horror things. Showing you something horrific happening while playing happy music over the background. Super cool. Yeah. That's probably one of the most well-shot sequences in the entire film. Yeah. So they do a, a slowdown. A slowdown of someone getting, you know, murdered and play happy music over it. And I think that's such a... I like that sort of thing because it's it's a dichotomy thing for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's overdone, kind of. But it, it, it works really well in this film. I think it works well. Overall, this is a very fast film. And to do that slowdown mm-hmm. and also being so controlled in that sequence, it's very different yeah. and it works. I don't know, what are some other things that work well? How spoiler are we getting here? Because I want to talk about something else All right, that I like. Spoilers, go. Spoilers, beware. Yeah, if, you, if the film sounds interesting... <coughs> Give it a watch. I'd recommend watching it with friends, but like, yeah. not as in you're paying a lot of attention. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, something else I liked. In a lot of the movies that are in this style of like... Grindhouse? Not even Grindhouse. Just like people stranded in the woods or like remote someplace. Locations. Remote locations. No one comes to save them. This movie, the cops actually show up Yeah. and try to do their job and it's actually like done well. Problem is... <laughs> well, they're not good cops. They're not good. First, they're not good cops. One of the cops really sucks. The one, the bald cop was fine. He tried to do his job. He, he just got he owned. He was a little hyper aggressive, but yeah, he was. Yeah, fine. um, the cops show up and actually like track them down to where they are and are doing a good job. They just all get killed. Mm-hmm. So it's it, you know I like that twist on the narrative because it's like of course like the setup of what is her name? Is it Mary? I don't know. I don't remember her name. I think her name is Mary. She's calling her dad throughout the beginning of the movie, being like. Hey, we're going to be late, blah, blah, blah. And when he sh- they don't show up, of course he calls the cops. Yeah, he says their last location, which is Captain Spaldings. Spaldings. So then the cops fall up to Spaldings and they end up falling, finding the house and stuff. Great! Till they get killed. It's it's fairly realistic, at least in that sense. Yeah, which I wasn't expecting and was a good development. Anything else good? There's some good follow-through on some of the like setup stuff that they do. But it's background stuff and it doesn't feel well-deserved. Yeah. Like, it- basically the ending is a whole over-the-top callback to... Dr. Satan, Mm -hmm. and his army of basically... Lobotomized super soldiers. Yeah, thank you, Bob. Bob didn't even get it, because it's so... No. It's it's such a background callback. Because the whole movie, you're focusing on this family, and their antics, and their, like, murder of these people. To come back to all the stuff that they set up in the beginning with Dr. Satan feels pointless. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, I didn't get it on my first watch, and getting to watch it again, I can pay attention to stuff like that. So I get it now, but yeah, it's kind of not the greatest ending though it looks cool though it's a good over-the-top ending it looks cool i'll give it that the grindhouse feel but yeah uh outside of that i think the only thing i really want to mention for funny stuff is there's a lot of dark comedy like gags and stuff Mm -hmm. and more than anything else that's what this film does really well rob zombie's really good at dark comedy i don't necessarily like his dialogue or his uh shooting style it's not necessarily my favorite i think it's over the top and mean in a not fun way. That's that's basically how I would describe this film. Over the top and mean in a not fun way because all the characters are mean. Yeah. But they're framed as like like the fireflies are framed almost as the main characters. Yeah, but because yeah. The worst? They suck. And I don't care about them? No. Why would you? You have no reason to. And that's kind of a thing I feel with Rob Zombie films from my experience. But what I do think he does really well is like gags. Like there was stuff with Tiny, which is one of the fireflies. I like Tiny. Which, first of all, his whole name's a gag because he's this giant he's of a man. He's huge, dude. But they call him Tiny, and it's very funny. But, like, he's so nonchalant about everything. Dude. And we were laughing about, like, his costuming. Uh, he has funny shirts. Yeah. A lot of the characters have funny shirts. Or, like, uh, Agatha Crispies. Oh, my it was God. Was a cereal he was yeah. eating. Um, there's a scene, and this is probably one of the best jokes in the movie. 
So, spoiler here, at least somewhat. They reveal what happens to, uh, you know, Bill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't laugh at this in the moment, but it is incredibly funny. Oh, it's incredibly funny. And I'm about to spoil it. I was too busy being mad. I'm about to spoil it because I have a story that involves this. Basically, (laughs) it's this whole sequence of his girlfriend going, Where's Bill? Let me see him. And Otis, the character played by, uh, I keep forgetting everyone's name. She's Bill's Mosley. I should know that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, he's fine. He helped me. And he, he pulls back a curtain and he's like, behold, fish boy. Fish boy. <laughs> Bill's been cut off and made into like, what is that? Like a mermaid? Yeah, like a half fish, half man. It's very funny. It actually looks cool too. And it's there's stuff like that scattered throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. So if you're not taking the film seriously, and again, if you're like watching this with friends, shooting shit, there's a lot of very funny stuff. Yeah. And so when I watched this with my friends couple years ago fish boy became a meme oh god and so i think i was turning 21 that year yeah and so for my 21st birthday i got a cake that said happy birthday from fish boy i know you i knew you said you got a house of a thousand corpse cake corpses yeah. cake one year the fish boy cake that's pretty good actually that's i like that that's fun yeah and there's a bunch of stuff like that during this movie so it is there's funny stuff not necessarily a fun movie no but if you're in the right mindset, it can be enjoyable. I understand. Yeah. And again, super stylized. We're not saying it's bad. It's just you have to like that style. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to dunk all over this movie because if you're into this sort of thing, I'm sure it's very fun for you. I just don't like it. Fair. Do you want to do recommendations? Sure. All right. If you're a fan of other Rob Zombie films, give it a whirl. I don't. If you haven't seen this one, I think this is his first one, right? I think so. It's the first of the series because there's two more. Yeah. In this franchise. So if you're a fan of Rob Zombie, I'd give it a whirl. If you're a fan of, uh, this is very broad, but bizarre movies. This is a very bizarre movie. Yeah. It, it takes does a lot of really weird, interesting things. A lot of them I don't like, but if you're a fan of weird movies, maybe you'll like it. I think that's it. I, I really like, it's hard for me to recommend something <laughs> I didn't Bob enjoy. Bob hated it. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, if you like Rob Zombie films, it's worth checking out. Hell, if you don't know like what Rob Zombie's like as a director... This is probably the film to check out more than anything else because this is so him. Like, mm-hmm. even though you didn't like it, you watched this film and went, yeah, this is Rob Zombie. Absolutely. 100%. So it's good to check out for that because he, he really does just have a style unto himself. It's inspired by a lot of classic horror. Like, me watching this, I go, okay, I can see the inspiration from Grindhouse. I can see the inspiration from, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, I can see a lot of that stuff and I can see all the passion there. And it, it creates this very specific feel. And it's unique, and I, I do like that in that sense of, like, this is its own unique thing. It's not necessarily my favorite, but it's cool. Yeah. You know? Uh, the other thing is, with Friends, I think it's a fun movie. That's fair. You have to be in the right mindset of, like, we're not going to take this seriously, and we're just going to enjoy what we can from this film. Yeah, I came in looking for a good movie. And when you're in that movie, <laughs> when you're in that mindset... You can have a good time because you're not you're not trying to like focus too much on the bad stuff. You're just like, what's good in here? Let me enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And you can have a, some pretty good fun just making fun of the film or laughing at the little background jokes. And then my last one is, you know, if you're a fan of Grindhouse, this is heavily inspired by like that, both in how bizarre it is, but especially especially the editing techniques. The editing techniques scream kind of like low budget <laughs> and weird. Weird jump cuts, the saturation, like the film's been damaged, 
They switch between different film qualities. They do some transitions where they're just playing random footage. Random from like, footage from has nothing to do with anything. Some of it's from straight up low quality porn. Like it's weird. Yeah. So you know, if you like stuff like that, it's a cool movie. Or at the very least, it's interesting. I think when we were recording, I re- I think I described it as this is if someone tried to make an artsy grindhouse film. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I mean, you have a weird version of grind, uh, Grindhouse because, like... Yeah, I know. Your basis is Terrifier, and that kind of, I think, has made you think it's one specific thing, and it's not. Yeah. It's really a low... It's like a type of low-budget schlock that came out of this very specific environment rather mm-hmm. than one genre, Yeah, if that makes sense. And then the the style picks up things because of how the films are produced which uh we talked about grindhouse a long long time ago but basically they're films that would be made for really cheap really quickly and they would go to grindhouse cinemas which were basically cinemas where you could go spend like a super small amount of money like a couple bucks holy crap and just like sit in there and just watch a bunch of films for fun because they would constantly play stuff Hmm. okay you know just made to you were getting entertainment not that it was good but you were getting something Interesting. Kind of stuff. It's its own thing, but it's kind of interesting. I'm curious now if we watch more Grindhouse films, what my opinion will be of them. Yeah, I mean, you either hate it or you love it, but again, Grindhouse is one of those things where <laughs> you're not necessarily going to get great films. So it's being in the right mindset for them. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine the mindset you'd be in going to a theater like that. Yeah. You were not in that mindset watching this film. No. But if you had been in that mindset, I think you would have had more fun. With I would have had film. a better time. And that's just how you have to be. Yeah, it's really hard to, like, level my expectations when I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Especially with this one, like, like I said in the intro, I had no fucking clue what to expect. Literally none. Yeah, Bob's been hyped all week. Yeah. My disappointment is immeasurable. My day has been ruined. Good thing your day is ending soon. Well, no, a new one just started. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Let's leave that there on recommendations. Yeah. Rating? I could destroy this movie. You're you're the subjective one, so you can do it whatever you want. And I'm objective, so I have to be objective. I won't, because I could see... Look, I could see people liking this, and I get why some people do. It's not for me, but I'm not going to shit all over it. Two. Not a one and a half? No. I thought you were going to give it a one and a half. I was close, but... What got it to a two? (sighs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I just didn't want to give it lower. No, it's because I came in with poorly set expectations, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make up for that by giving it a higher score than I think it deserves. Not because I don't think it deserves... I think it deserves a score, but I want to give it lower based on my experience and my enjoyment, but I I know I enjoyed it less because I had the wrong idea coming in. All right. So, if we ever get to the second or the third one, or I watch any more Rob Zombie films, Grindhouse or anything like that, I know what to expect now, so I'm going to have a different framing of my mind heading into the film Mm -hmm. so hopefully i will have a better time now if i don't maybe i'm giving it too much credit but i think i will all right so yeah i'm sending it a two all right well we give it a three yeah saw that coming because like this is isn't like particularly my favorite film and i don't think it ever will be and in fact i had a lot less fun watching it this time than i did the first time i watched this film yeah but, I mean, I think this film achieved what it set out to do, which is a weird film made by Rob Zombie in House of the Thousand Corpses. Yeah. You know, it is it is what it is. I don't think there's anything more. 
I don't think there was really anything less. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of right in the middle. That's fair. And I think he probably did make what he wanted to make mm-hmm. and achieved all of his goals that he set out. It's just that Rob Zombie made something he wanted to make, and <laughs> I a, just didn't a, enjoy it. It's a Rob Zombie film, and you're not Rob Zombie. Exactly. All right, I guess outtakes? Yeah. We, uh, we'll start it. We'll, we'll go to the outtakes, guys. Yeah. Sure. See you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of House of a Thousand Corpses so far. While I do not enjoy this movie, I get why some people like it. But, you know, it's just not my cup of tea. But without further ado, let's get into the first outtake. This first outtake is Ben and I's reaction to the entire movie. Hi everybody, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. There was at least one. <laughs> Bob told me not to mention how many before we did them. Because he was like, maybe I'll find more. I might. I don't know, I haven't cut this yet. Yeah. Or he might have cut the one we did have. And there might be nothing. There'll be something. There will definitely be something. You should put cricket noises if there's nothing. There's, there's gotta <laughs> be something. No intro. Benjamin. Just cricket noises for like... 10 seconds, and then we come back. Benjamin, there's got to be something. It's probably funnier than the outtakes. <laughs> probably. <laughs> God, this movie just made me mad. All right. Um, oh, God. So part of this film, and the reason we're watching it, is because people in this film are going to be at the convention we're going to. We should have mentioned that on the other end of the podcast. Yeah, but I didn't find a good time, and I wanted you to kind of get less angry. So... Okay, we'll leave it on the... Fuck it. <laughs> it's going to go right here. Okay. It's a good time period for it. Because, like... Sure. Whatever. Doesn't We're matter. also going to announce the next movie on the list anyway. Yeah. So, who do you think is going to be there, Bob? Well, it can't be Sid Haig. He's dead. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yep. Is Rain Wilson going to be there? Who? Rain Wilson? Rain Wilson? No. That'd be cool. I'd like to it's meet him. It's a horror convention. I know. Is the guy who plays Jerry going to be there? No. <laughs> do you want me to tell you? Yeah, just tell me. I'm not going to be able to guess right. it. Um, the guy who plays Rufus is gonna be there, RJ. Okay, the guy he was in cool. The bear suit. I actually didn't hate RJ. He didn't really do much, but I was yeah. fine. Robert Allen Mooks, he's gonna be there, and the other one who's gonna be there and potentially might be cooler for you is Bill Mosley, who plays Otis. Yeah, the guy who plays Otis. Okay. Yeah, and I know you didn't like that character really. No, he was fine. He was fine. However, at least for me, the film I think of when I think about Bill Mosley, he looks really familiar. I don't know if you know him uh, for this film because you've never seen it, but he's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which is my favorite Texas mm, Chainsaw Massacre film. I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Damn. Chopped up. So, okay, that's exciting. You know, that's kind of cool because that film's old. Yeah, man. I mean, hell, this was from 2003. It's been 20 years since then. Yeah. Bill Mosley must be old as balls. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. He looked like he was probably, what, in his 30s or 40s in this movie? And it's been 20 years. He's probably in his 50s or 60s. Oh, That's not old as balls. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 came out in 1986. Oh, my God. So, you know, like 40 years ago. He's an old man now, Bill Mosley. But, yeah, he's a fun character in that film. I, I don't think, hate him in this. I just don't like this movie. I, I just, I like him better in that film than I do in this one. That's probably fair. Say. He looks like Riff Raff in this movie. <laughs> It kind of does look like Riff That's Raff. what I thought. I was like, is That's that Riff Raff? I'm thinking he looks familiar. Yeah. 
I was like, is that Riff Raff? That's, yeah. a, that's a character from Rocky Horror Picture Show, if you're unfamiliar. Yeah. Good Lord. All, All right, right, Ben. Uh, what movie are we ne- watching next week? Wow, that's a great question. I'm sorry I asked you that right if you put your phone down. Yeah, I closed my phone. <laughs> so I know how much you love Rob Zombie, and I've been giving very heavy hints, but we're watching Halloween and Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie remakes of Halloween next week. Bob looks like he wants to kill himself. I'm going to blow my brains out. To make this clear, Bob wears a beanie, and I told him that, and he pulled the beanie over his eyes. I'm kind of concerned because I thought you knew those were the films we were watching. Oh, I forgot. Oh. I forgot. So I kept trying to tell you. <laughs> I fucking forgot that those were on the list. Yep. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm going in with a different... Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop being a Debbie Downer. I'm going to tell myself we're going in on a clean slate. Maybe I'll like the films. Yeah. I, I want to say this. I think the, the Halloween Rob Zombie films are a lot more approachable than House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, thank God. However, and this is the but, and I kept saying this throughout the podcast, and I didn't think you were taking it seriously, and I think it's because you didn't realize we were going to watch those next week. Some people find the dialogue jarring in a way that's frustrating. That's fine, because I'm going to be honest, the dialogue was not the part of this movie that I hated the most. I know, I'm just prepping you right now. I just want to see Laurie Strode say fuck. Sometimes you get really angry because you go in with the wrong expectations. And it's a Halloween movie, and I know you're going to set your expectations really high. Well, because I like those movies. So, if it doesn't go the way you wanted, I don't want you to throw I a temper tantrum. You know what's really funny? What did I say two or three days ago? I was like, man, I want to rewatch Halloween again. I rewatched it again. <laughs> I liked that movie. A lot. Alright. Um, <sighs> so, uh, yeah, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify and, like, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And wherever else. We're also on YouTube. If you want to watch our podcast there, I don't know why you would. <laughs> it's kind of dead. Like, the House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> that was a good one. Because, like, that was good. not the platform for watching podcasts. But some people, look, some If people. you're there, support us, you know. Like, subscribe. Smash that like button You like you would someone's skull with a hammer. I wish that had happened. That would have been cool. That's how uncreative the, like, I would have, if I had seen that, man, cool movie. Nothing cool. I fucking hate it. I hate it. Um, you can also communicate on YouTube with us through the comment section. Yeah. We'll read those. If you don't want to do that there, do it on Twitter with Bob. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show. Mondays, I post a spoiler post for uh, that week's worth of episodes, so it's basically going to be a cover from the movies we're watching and you can reveal it to see what it is so you can watch the movie before the episode comes out so you don't have any spoilers during the movie. So, you know, A, we don't spoil anything, but when we're being really vague about stuff, you kind of know what we're talking about. Yeah, it also looks like Bob's posting sensitive content, like naughty pictures, but All he's the not, time. I swear. It's not. Look, I'm not Darcy, okay? <laughs> can, can I tell that story no. really quick? Saving that for next episode. We're going to forget next episode. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No. 100%. This, this, this outro is already long. I'm going to do it. No, I'm gonna, can I please finish talking about Twitter first? Okay, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, On Fridays or whatever day the episodes come out, I post a link to the episode when it goes live so that you can click on it and go right to it. Basically, if you need any updates about the show, it is on our Twitter. So check it out. Now we can talk about my problem. Yeah. Okay. I think this is really funny. So I'm going to share it. It's unfortunate. We leave. Bob's chronically online. He's on Twitter all the time. 
including when we're at work. Yeah, well, we have nothing to do. And uh, also on, like, public transportation. And Well, we have to ride a bus at work. You know, Bob follows Darcy, the male girl, from... Um, Joe Bob. Joe Bob, Darcy Prince. And... Or no, Diana Prince is her stage name. Yeah, I think so. It's Wonder Woman's name. That's oh, how you remember it. yeah. And, you know, Darcy's really cool. She's into a lot of fun stuff like wrestling and horror and all that. I think the videos of her at wrestling matches are so fucking funny. <laughs> Sometimes she forces uh, Joe Bob to go. <laughs> he looks very uncomfortable. Yeah. But long story short, uh, Darcy used to do porn. Yeah. And so, and even now she does like um, cosplay. Mm-hmm. But she's very comfortable with like her body. Yeah. And like her sexuality. And so sometimes she posts, we'll say not safe for work things. Yeah. On her. On her Twitter. Twitter. And. Just so happens when I'm sitting there at work. Going through his feed. Appears out of fucking nowhere. And every time it's so startling. Yeah. Because I'm never expecting it. Even though I follow her and I know that she posts that kind of stuff. But I'm not following her for that. I'm following her because of the Joe Bob stuff. But I'm just like, I'll just be sitting there, and I'll be scrolling through, reading stuff, you know, uh, and I'll be like, ah! It's just like, ah, titties on my timeline. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's very And funny. every time I look at Ben, I go, look at this. <laughs> what? Why? Cracks me up. It's, it's unfortunate. I'm worried about one day someone's going to like, create, <laughs> our supervisor's going to come up behind me and see me on Twitter and be like, are you looking at titties right now? I'm like, no! <laughs> the first time it happened. He walked up to me and I was like, I was on the bus and I was scrolling through Twitter and boom, she was naked. I know. I was sitting on the, like on the bus and I was like, oh, if anyone saw that, I look like a perv. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, Jesus uh, Christ. thank you for hanging out with us this week. We'll see you next time. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>